everybody likes guns They just don't know it Deep inside of the soul There's a cowboy trying to get out Welcome to New Shooter Canada. Please remember that the show's content and word pronunciation is simply the opinion of the hosts and their guests. Hello and welcome to New Shooter Canada. Oh my goodness, I can't talk. Episode 245. Ladies and gents, um, I'm your hostess Amanda and uh, I've got a full roster today. I have Josh with me. Hello, Josh. Hello. I've got Mike with me. Hello, Mike. Hi. Hi. And I've got Jeff with me. Hi, Mike. Hi. Hi. My goodness. It's a day. It's a day. What can I do? And then, of course, last but not least, Thomas. Hello, Thomas. Hi, Amanda. How are you? Peachy Keen. How about you? Tired. 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 I think we are. But we're long overdue for a show. We are, and I think we just got to bite the bullet and do it, so let's get the ball rolling, shall we? Uh, I'm guessing that we should have a lot to say about what we did in Guns, and then we'll we'll move forward in our main topic, which happens to be a lot of what I did in Guns, so that's where I'm going to have my time to shine. So, alrighty, so Thomas, why don't you take it away? What have you done in Guns? Well, lots of range time lately. Um, I'm still waiting for my ATT to bring my 686 home. But since then, we did get a lot of ammo in stock. So I've uh, I put a couple boxes through it now. So now it needs to be cleaned pretty bad. But I've been shooting that quite a bit. And I've been thinking about uh, doing a maple seed. So I've got my... And I want to do it with a bolt action this time, not a semi. So I, I put Ooh, a sure. little bit... I put a little red dot on my little uh, my little Savage uh, BVSR, I think it is. It's got a short bull barrel on it. And uh, I'm just going to put a raise up the, the stock a little bit so I get a good cheek weld on it. I've been practicing standing at the range of 20 yards with that thing. And I really suck compared to what I used to shoot like. <laughs> but I, I'm going to try it. I'm going to try it. Well, it's hard because I, I normally use a scope. So using a, a red dot is, is quite a challenge because it's it obscures the target a little bit. So... But I'm able to keep my scores 94, 95. I have 100, so that's been pretty good. Um, had sort of a sad uh, tale today. I was uh, at the range, and I was uh, having a break between my shooters, and I was having a smoke, and a uh, young man walks out, and he goes, uh, he goes, do you work here? I said, yes, sir. He goes, can you tell me when so-and-so is coming in, one of the, the old, old-timers, long-timers at the store? And I said, he should be in Monday. And I said, did you need anything? Apparently, uh, his boss at work didn't like the fact that he called in a mental health day. So he called the firearm center. And the RCMP, RCMP came over, confiscated all his firearms, his ammo, everything, pulled his license, oh, got a lawyer, God. got a lawyer, fought it all. Uh, and he was, uh, he's got the letter, the paperwork to go pick up all his guns from the, from the Durham Police uh, Storage Center, which happened to burnt down last month and everything was destroyed. Oh, she so lost all the guns in the fire. So I told him, I said, there's a, a specific, I believe there's an insurance form that you come in and uh, he's bought all the stuff from us, I think. So we've got a record on file and I think the owner or us would just sit down with him and go through what he bought and just give him an insurance replacement on it. So hopefully he'll get uh, his stuff back. But um, these days with these red Flag loss kicking in, you know, somebody just makes, is mad at you and they get some type of fictitious complaint. You don't have a hope in hell. They're going to show up at your door and they're going to take your firearms and you might get arrested. 
So Thomas, did, did, did he have any, uh, handguns or were they all NRs or? No, I think they're all non-restricted. Okay. Okay. Yeah, he, he wasn't into pistols. So I think he yeah. felt a little bit, a little bit better when he left. I said, you know, I, I felt so bad for the kid. Right. And apparently oh, he's, of course. Still, he's still working at the same place that called in, called it in. So Wow. Yeah, I must. I I really felt bad for him. Wow. And of course, everybody missed the cutoff. The cutoff was yesterday for your transfers. So if you have any transfers, uh, you didn't get any invite today. You're not going to get it. And the good news is the last few we got in have been from June 11th. So they're getting a little bit faster. And usually we're getting two or three a day. I think the last couple of days we got like 15, 20 a day. So they are speeding up a little bit. So we're waiting. Hopefully. But if you bought it at the end of August, you got a long wait. <laughs> August, wow. September. So, thanks, Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> well, Gavin, uh, Gavin posted to him and Angela. I think he did his on the fifth and hers on the sixth, and they got it back last week. So everybody's in the same boat, unfortunately. Yep. But they yep. have said anything that's in the pipe will be processed and will be approved. So if you want to follow updates, the CCFR has a lot of information on the web page about it. So, so you know, sidebar for a second. How many people think that this is going to be the end of the end all, be all? This is it, or do we have hope that government can change for the future? Because Josh and I had this conversation earlier today. He feels that no matter what government. Um, control comes in in the future that they won't back or or, or kind of erase anything I believe they happened. might not do anything more to us, but I don't think they're going to repeal anything. Yeah, exactly. No. So I'm just curious what, just no. a short version, just a short version, do you think that they're going to repeal anything, yes or no, Mike? Uh, it's either going to happen the next election or never. Okay. Thomas? Yeah. I agree with Mike because this the same thing happened last time. Uh, people got felt there was no hope. People were, were dumping their guns left, right, and center. And now I've noticed the last couple of years, last couple of years, those same people have been coming back into shooting sports, and okay. now they're getting double whammy. Now the government's doing it a second time. So okay. they they want you to give up, which was a lot of people did the first time, and that's that's why they do it. They just put us through all these hoops, hoping that you give up your sport. And my advice is don't give in. I agree with you. Jeff, what do you think? I agree with Mike. Uh, it's going to be the next election or not. Yeah, politicians, even if they dislike what the previous government did, they are not very often they go back and they repeal stuff. You know. Now, I, again, I, I lived through the 90s. And I remember those times. I have hope. I do. And um, I'll kind of tap into that a little more when I talk about what I did in guns. But there, I do believe that to some certain extent that we can't give up because the moment that we do or, or, hope, or think that they're going to, we're just bringing that negativity onto ourselves. Uh, I think that there's so much of a show like a, a chaotic show that I think we have enough that we could appeal and that the government, um, 
Uh, well, Potential yeah, governments we... in the future could repeal without too much of a hassle. I understand Josh's point of view that it would be a it's hard to kind of backstep because that's exactly what O'Toole tried to kind of do uh, right away. And he got slapped in the face for it um, in a negative way. And then that's when he decided to completely drop the whole firearm ban um, um, platform to his, his appeal. Right. And it made him look like a flake. So I, but I still have hope. I really do. But I was just curious what everyone felt if they were as uh, fatalist as Mr. Fast over here or not. Realist. <laughs> fatalist. But I digress. Please continue with what you did in guns there, Mr. Thomas. Um, that's really about it. I've been back to work for the last couple of months now, so it's been pretty steady, especially with hunting season. Uh, I've seen a few really nice guns. We had a couple of really nice old antiques come in. Um it, it's funny, the most popular gun this year is the Savage 220 slug gun, and you won't be able to find slugs for it. You can't you can't get the Remington's were sold out or the Hornady SST, they're sold out. Last year it was the opposite. It was the 12-gauge, and you couldn't get 12-gauge shells, but you can get 20-gauge shells. But the good news is, um, so far in the archery season, a lot of people have been very successful. And I think the first couple that came in, the really big does that came in, were women hunters. So women are kicking butt in the East Hill outdoor um, buck contest go or deer ladies. contest. Awesome. Go yeah, so. awesome. Go, go ladies. And I, and I, I got into work. Was it yesterday? Yeah, yesterday. And all the guys come walking in. They've got, you know, they've got their their hunting gear on, their shotguns, and they've got their decoys. And we guys going. Well, I didn't realize that the owner leases the field behind the shop, and it's all farmland behind us. And the geese run. <laughs> so they went out and they, uh, uh, Ian does all the videos for the store. So he went out, you know, they all got their licenses and everything. And they, they set up a spread of decoy. And I think they only got one. But the youngest kid in the store, he got it. So he was a stag. He, he got his first goose. And then, uh, nice. But my younger co worker said, okay, I'm leaving early. He goes, I'm going hunting. And the boss gave him permission to go out in the fields. And he went out there by himself. Oh, no, did he get somebody with him? They, they got eight. They got eight, eight goose. And I'd never eaten goose until today. And when, I, when he first really? opened it, I'd never had duck. Yeah, I've never had goose, though. I've never had, had like goose. summer sausage goose, and it was good. I really So he, he called it goose tenderloin. And I guess we have, I don't know what it is, but we had this seasoning mix that he got at the store, and he put a little salt and pepper in it. It was fantastic. <laughs> I come walking out. I was going to run back and get another piece. It was so good. So I might be going for goose. You never know. <laughs> oh, it's good. It really is good. But it's so cool that you go into work, and the crew is taking to do a film break, and they go hunting behind the shop. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Like, it's a couple fields over. You know, it's a couple fields over, but I just thought it was so cool. And you'll probably see it on the, on the YouTube channel. Okay. I'm excited to see that. I would like you to share that when you can there, Thomas. The other guy we get in a lot, what's his name? There's um oh, he does all these uh funny hunting things. He's in the store all the time. Um I'm trying to remember. I'll come back to the guy, but he he's a, a celebrity on YouTube and he does oh Rut Daniels, that's his name. Rut Daniels. And he does all these comical, funny um, hunting and fishing videos. 
And uh, he and we do a, a lot of promotion with, with the other company he's involved with. So we have this guy at the store all the time, and he's hilarious. So that's kind of funny. You see, you see him riding around the bike and the property in a bicycle and doing the filming. And it's, it's a character that the guy plays, but the kids just love it. So when he shows up, we had an event last week, and the place was packed just to meet this YouTube celebrity. So it's, uh, it was quite comical. Oh, very cool. But that's about it. I've just been playing with my 357 and getting my little 22 ready for Maple Seed and regretting not buying the pistols that I didn't buy before the ban. Of course. <laughs> love All right, Jeff, fill us in. What have you been up to? Oh, it's been it's been pretty quiet. It's been a busy time around the farm. Uh, got some time in the bush with uh, with Mr. Josh. Uh, we got to wander around uh, looking for turkeys that didn't seem to be where they were supposed to be. <laughs> it was a nice walk. It was better than being at work. <laughs> oh, absolutely it was. Uh, <clears throat> spent a nice day in the bush there at turkey opening. What else have I done? Uh, I went to, I checked out Ontario Guns Services. Uh, never been there before. Uh, it was it was good. Uh, got the scope mounted on my 300 Win Mag, uh, bore sighted, and then I checked it at 100 yards at the farm. And yeah, it was close. I had to do a little bit of adjustment, but you know, I'm I'm where I want to be for uh, for deer season and hopefully bear. So that was fun. Also, stupid me got my first scope kiss. <laughs> uh, <laughs> How old are you now? Uh, I am. I'm 47. I'll be 48 next month. Yeah. You don't look first, it. First scope kiss. <clears throat> Forgot to get that hand down just because I was using it as a piece and yep, came back, pushed glasses into my nose and <laughs> cut my nose up. Oh yeah, I did the same thing when I was 15, put my cheek on it nice and tight on that 270, yep. pulled the trigger and I had a nice bleeding nose black eye. When I was oh, no. Punched oh, myself nope. in the face real good. <laughs> no black eye, just just enough rise that uh, <clears throat> you person the, the uh, the scope pushed itself uh, back onto my glasses, and the style of glasses I was wearing just cut the bridge of my nose. I was just Ooh. gonna say that would hurt because it would cut right in, and you would have been saying some not very nice things. Oh, I was not happy. I was happy with my shot. Uh, <laughs> That's what's wasn't, important. Wasn't happy with the result. <laughs> That's the only thing, right? So. Oh, sorry to hear that. Glad you didn't get a black guy. Don't want to ruin that beautiful face of yours. <laughs> Alrighty, Mike, Mike, tell me oh. what's going on. Have you been more active than we have? No. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean, no. no. I, I don't think so. <laughs> oh, I, oh. Well, I haven't been on in months, and I think I've only shot like three matches since i have been on i think i came on around july 1st and i'm pretty sure i had already i had been on after ipsic provincials but not before idpa provincials 
So it's been like four months, and I probably shot three or four matches since then. Um, well, fill us in. Yeah. What's so, going on? Well, uh, I was reloading, and Sarah came to help me one day, and uh, <laughs> she just came in the room, had I'm telling the story. <laughs> anyway, so I'm reloading away, and Sarah's there trying to help me, and she's like, what can I do? And I'm like, I don't really need help. Like, everything else I need to do, I need to do it. But, like, all you need to do is pull the handle down, push the handle up, pull the handle down, push the handle up, repeat. Well, in classic Sarah tradition, I think she got about two rounds in before she somehow managed to jam and break my press. Now, um, I see you kind of, like, leaning over <laughs> to, to the right there. Yeah, you can't like, see the hand swatting in the background. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll so, see the book when it comes flying really through the air. Was Sarah's though. fault that she broke it? Or was there something, like, what, what um, exactly broke? Well, I mean... Well, what broke is there's, so there's two pieces on the bottom, one that will rotate the plate when you go down and one that will rotate the plate when you go up. Um, yeah. Something got, I don't know how, I don't know how she's done this because I've never broken this part before, but somehow she managed to get it jammed and then she put too much pressure being like, oh, you just need to push a little harder and she snapped the piece off. The good news is, is that it didn't completely <laughs> shut down my reloading. It just meant that on, and I can't remember whether it was the up or the down, but on one of them, you had to remember to, to give it a half turn to okay. get it into the right spot. So it wasn't, luckily that wasn't like ending my reloading time, but yeah, I think she did that. And then she stood up and she's like, yep. She's like, I've loaded like 10 rounds in total and I've bro broken like four presses already. She's like, I'm done. Like, thank you for the experience. I'm, I'm, I'm out. out. I'll I tried to be good, and this is the thanks that I get. It breaks on me. Like, I'm cursed. Move along. Yeah, pretty so, much. So so we'll wait another uh, two or three years, and then maybe we'll try again. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, like, is it an easy fix, or, like, how do you go about fixing that? Oh, it's it's real easy. I just got out the Hornady manual. I found the part that was broken. I just went on to Hornady.com, whatever, contact us, said, hey, this, this part broke, gave them the part number. Um, like you have to fill out the contact part about like who, like what's your name and your email. They, I guess, mm -hmm. just pulled up my because mm -hmm. I was on file. They just pulled it up and I got one email back. And all it said was no problem. I put five of them in the mail and this other part that sometimes breaks when you break that one too. Have a nice day. I like there was wow. no negotiating. There was no nothing. That's, was just, was that's just, customer service. Yeah, it's just something's broken here. We'll give you five in case you break more in the future. I've never broken this part five. before. Like, yeah. That's so that's oh, why I, I know people always talk about how great. Um, what's the blue one? The blue reloading. Dylan. Part. Dylan. How great Dylan is. But like, I still stand by Hornady. Man, like, how do you beat that customer service? They don't fight you. They don't give you any crap about anything just here's your part have Those a nice day machines are obviously worth the price it's not just like when you're purchasing a gun and it has like its warranties to go along with it as long as they're still in production yeah that's the one thing i really like about this industry is that people want to stand by their products but it's really cool that hornady wants to do that as well like yeah. that's well both hornady and dylan have a have a lifetime service warranty and say smith and wesson too but lee for example is substantially less money yeah. So yeah. they only have they only have a two year warranty, and then any replacement parts after that you get for fifty percent off. Yeah, and I have broken so, something from Lee, and they were great to deal with. But yeah, it, it did cost me something. wasn't a lot because 
the starting yeah. price is already lower so you know you, you get what you pay for but it's still a very good company yeah but, yeah but it's nice when you, when, when you get you have a product that backs it or company that backs this product for a lifetime yeah oh yeah absolutely yeah and then the money yeah. so that well, happened i was just gonna say that we talked about that yeah like spending that money in previous episodes so yeah. obviously it's worth it if you can get parts for life as long as it's in the spreadsheet yeah. okay <laughs> thanks what else happened mike <laughs> yeah um what else mike so uh yeah i mentioned i shot id pay provincials uh good match uh, jay was there which was pretty awesome i saw all the guys from hirona that i had shot with before so it's good to see them um, oh excellent yeah i shot with not a different group of guys but a guy, group of guys that i don't usually shoot shoot with very often just our schedules don't line up so that was good had a really good time had fun um i won revolver um I, I had also won the Ipstick Revolver, whatever, a few weeks earlier. And the guy that I, my main competition at that match was at the IDPA match working it. So he made him give me my uh, my trophy for beating him at the Ipstick match. So that was just a <laughs> nice little rub in there. Uh, yeah. Um, a little salt on the wound. Yeah. And then uh, besides that, I, I ran an IDPA and I-Corps match back in September. And that is when I formally let them know that I am not going to be running matches anymore. Um, I just don't have the time to to run matches anymore. So I told the guys, like, hey, if you need a number two, I'm here. I'll be your number two. I can do a lot of stuff. I don't want to leave you guys in the dark, like, the way I took it over. But yeah. it looks like I-Corps is going to live on. I'm not sure if IDPA will live on at our club, but uh, we'll, we'll have to see how it goes. Um, well you've been running it for a few years now so oh yeah i've been running i've been running the i i'm trying to remember when i started it i want to say like four years geez i oh yeah i always forget COVID was two years so like maybe five years i've been running the idpa there and like icor for like three or four i don't i don't remember exactly but i've been doing it for quite a while yeah yeah but, yes, yep. you, need a, you deserve a break yeah and uh you know the, the kids are just getting older the activities are getting more we just don't have the the free time anymore to do as much so it's just time to hand it off but i mean like i said i'm there for the guys so if they need any help with running anything or like josh and uh, benny have been asking me questions about how to run an idpa match so you know I'm, I'm happy to share my knowledge with people i just don't have time to do it myself um and then besides that i i ran the revolver course uh, and a match up in Hirona Gun Club, but we'll talk about that more later. Um, I did get some good Spoiler news. Alert. Yeah, I did get some good news. I found out this week that my new sights for my 610 are should be here next week. As well, I also ordered an Apex trigger kit for, or well, hammer kit really for the for the 610 as well. So I figured if you know if it's going to be my main competition gun in IDPA, then Let's make it as good as it can be. So I'm excited about that. Um, I am a little curious now that the freeze has officially happened, whether this is going to change anything about me being able to cut down my barrel. Yeah. Because I, I'm not because transferring it. I would just be re-registering it as a shorter barrel. Still yours, still in your possession. Yeah. So I... I, going I but yeah. who knows what kind but are they of going to be you're toy. saying are they going to be issuing registration certificates at all well, well, well it'd have to be re-verified once it's barrel yeah so well, that yeah. might be that 
I will speak to the CFO on that one. Yeah. Just to see what the on the same. Yeah. And... I I really don't think it's going to be an issue with getting it just shortened, barrel shortened, because there's nothing changing. I'm not transferring the gun, and that's really what's not allowed right now is transferring. You should still be allowed to repair a gun. Um, the biggest problem is going to or concern is if something were to happen to the gun now, could I, like just say he accidentally lops it off at four inches instead of four and a quarter and said, hey, I have to destroy this now because it's a pro hit, or I have to destroy the barrel. Could I even get a new barrel in? I don't know if I could do that anymore. Because so, I know we have no problem getting parts and magazines and stuff. Barrels have always been controlled, though. Yeah, I know. I don't know is that like how is that control going to go forward. But... I, I don't know. I don't know how that's going to go. Well, I guess we'll just have to wait and see how that goes. Um, how long is your barrel now? Like, Five inches? Like six and a half. Oh, yeah, so. and that's why you say you don't cut anything more than four and a quarter then, I you, guess. Yeah. They like, don't cut it. Measure measure twice. Measure yeah. twice, cut once. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Yeah, so. Because, you know, his job's going to be on the line, too, if he's screwing things up like that. Oh, yeah, I'll be. Right. I'll be yeah, because when you register it, it's just, it'll have the same FRT number because it's the same firearm, but you just yeah, you just change just, the uh, barrel length. Yeah. I can understand your concern, though, because and likely a good idea to get it done now while there's still a lot of things up in the air where they're probably still going to make issuings of those. Yeah, He won't even get through the phone of the CFO to get an ATP to take it. Yeah, yeah. I'm telling you, you you cannot. You cannot get through the CFO. Uh, People are impatient. They're calling them. So they're all off off their paperwork answering phones people asking about their licenses and yes. so everything's licenses are like seven eight months now yeah well renewals at least six months yeah so yeah i wouldn't be surprised yeah yeah i wouldn't be surprised if it takes a while we'll see we'll see how it goes yeah anyways yeah besides that i'm pretty sure i shot another match or two or three in there and i've just forgotten <laughs> them but it's been so long i know i'm shooting a match next Next weekend, I'm going to shoot a match down in Frontenac, an i match. So I'm looking forward to that. It'll be it will be the last match of the year. So yep, it'll be a good wrap up. Very good. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Good for you. All right, Josh, fill us in. You, uh, you've been loaded with yeah, stuff to do, right? Yeah, there's, yeah. And, there, and there's been some teasers. Jeff alluded to turkey hunting. So opening day, I took the day off, and Jeff was off too, and. We kind of did our thing out in the bush. Uh, I did a morning and an evening. I uh, didn't, didn't see anything, didn't get lucky. Um, went out the next Sunday, and I actually brought Chelsea with me, my my oldest daughter. So that was kind of cool, bringing her out. She ran the calls and sat in the blind with me, so that was kind of neat that she, she was excited about going. She asked to go. and Well, we had a good conversation to remind her about what that meant, what hunting meant. Yeah, I was like, are you sure? <laughs> are you sure? Like, are you going to be okay you with this? sit Although, motionless I... for four hours with your dad? You yeah. know what? No, she, if Did anything, you guys walk it the bush? her. So. Uh, we didn't walk through the bush. We walked kind of around the bush. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't go. And, and right by the, 
by the east end of your bush there, there's a more of a trail. So we went in there yeah. uh, where it wasn't okay. so thick because I just didn't think she'd enjoy crawling through the, the brush too much. Nope. But. but she liked doing the calls, right? Yep. Yeah. No, sitting there was sitting fine. In the blind. Yeah, yeah. I was just more worried about what bundled. if if it actually came down to me actually having to take a bird, if she'd be cool with that. But she said she was. So She said she was. She and probably knew I wasn't going to get anything anyway. So The best part was that uh, we had all the kids and they got up super early to leave. So nobody had noticed that they left except for the fact that it was like, hmm, 10 o'clock, where's dad? Because dad's usually making breakfast at this point. And so Andy's watching TV and then she sees Josh come in and they're like, she's like, where were you? Well, where do you think I was? (laughs) Oh, I don't know. And he goes, well, I went hunting with Chelsea. And she starts bawling her face off and she goes, I wanted to go hunting. (laughs) Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. But it would have been like taking Andy fishing where she throws a line in twice and she's done. Right. Yeah. She's She's not ready for that. It's more of a, you have to barter with Andy to say, I'm going to do something different with you. Like we're going to go and have some daddy daughter time. And do that. But, and I just, I looked at her and I said, there is no way you're going to be okay with daddy hunting down a bird. I know you're not going to be okay with it. Or to sit there for what did you do? Three hours? Four hours? Yeah, but three hours, maybe. Three hours? No way. No way. But it was just really fun. The tears that came on because Chelsea got to spend some time hunting with daddy. So. But But it was good. I was glad she wanted to go. I was so proud of Chelsea for that. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. I went by uh, where you normally park around six in the morning, and you weren't there. Uh, but so yeah, you just, guys you must have just missed you because there, we were we were in the blind before daylight. So yeah, yeah. What do you call daylight these days? Yeah, Jeez. I don't know. It's probably like six thirty. Yeah. yeah. So. Anywho, called legal. Legal. Legal shooting time. Yes. Yeah. So how was your new blind? Uh it's good. I need a bigger door though. I have trouble getting in and out of it. <laughs> it is really weird. It's it's a tiny little door and yes, it, it feels like But it's it's nice. I wish I would have had that in the spring because I think I would have got my bird and I wouldn't have gotten soaked and I wouldn't have been grumpy. And there yeah. You go. yeah. <laughs> but but now uh, is the door too small or are you too big? Probably I was gonna say that, Thomas. Yeah, okay. How you also take stuff into the blind? Oh. Yeah, got to learn. Like, a don't strategy brain taking everything in at once. Yeah, you know, put your pack the blind in. Comes with me. <laughs> put your chair in, and then you crawl yourself in. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But no, it was good. It was a a a budget a budget blind, but I think it'll be it'll be fine for what I what i'm doing so. it's pretty cool it was set up in our front lawn for a couple weeks yeah so keeping an eye on the neighbors yeah there you go. <laughs> yeah as long as you put it away dry you'll probably last a long time yeah, yeah. but uh yeah so tomorrow is the ending so i don't know if i'll be able to get out or not i hope so got to get it out of jeff's way so he can finish his corn so <laughs> um, yeah and then another teaser from Mike, uh, Benny and Josh are going to run a match. Holy cow, it's actually happening. After talking about it for a year, Benny bothered me enough and pestered me enough that we're actually going to do it. So 
we uh, we probed Michael a little bit about how to set up practice scores, so we've got it set up on there. Um, members only, so no point in really uh, advertising it here. But I mean, uh, I just wanted to make it as legit as possible because a lot of the guys that are going to participate have never done anything like this before. So just want to show them what it's like at other clubs and do it as normally as possible. Um, so that'd be good. That's, that's next weekend. Um, went out and bought the, uh, what I thought were IDPA, IDPA targets. I don't know what I actually bought. What did I buy, Mike? USPSA targets. Okay. So what's, what's the difference? Um, USPSA uses square for like the, I guess what they would call like the zero or alpha for them. Okay. And IDPA, it's a circle. It's like a eight inch circle. And then I see. But his paper did say ID, like IDPA. Well, let him, let him on finish. It. What's on so, the head? Oh, the, and the head, same thing. There's a small box on there. And USPSA yep. and IDPA, it's a circle. I see. That's true. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. And that's, yeah, like Amanda was saying, I, I asked for an IDPA target and I didn't know any different. And the receipt, <laughs> and the receipt said IDPA on it. Yeah. So. Yeah. I don't know. That, but, I find uh, that a little frustrating. Oh, well, it's Benny's problem. He's got to score it. So. <laughs> uh-huh. it you score it the same way. It just, okay. It, it's really not that big of a deal. It, yeah. yeah. Well, especially not for us because this isn't a real, a real event. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. If, if anybody is listening, yes, it is <laughs> yeah. not a true IDP. We're not an IDP club. Nobody's is, paid their dues. We're not, we're, yeah, we're just doing our thing. This is, <laughs> this is just kind of more of a learning concept. Yeah. So, yeah. So went and got that, got my supplies. I got patches, Mike, so I'm prepared. That's good. good. Yep. <laughs> you don't want to run out of patches. Kind of embarrassing. Nope. Nope. <laughs> I, uh, so uh, wound up building, uh, We like we, we're basically starting from pretty much scratch here. Like I've been collecting barrels and stuff to use as barricades and just, you know, as I find things, we've got some snow fence at the club, you know, I've just been picking, picking things up when I, when I run across it. But finally said, okay, well, we need some decent target stands. So I kind of took the uh, the plan from uh, up at Jay's club there, the just the way they had the, the little base and the two by two sticking in because they're going to get shot up. And I figured that was a good consumable. You know, we'll just we'll just do that. So uh, my neighbor Bill, he's also the range range uh, range manager at our club. So we just sat in my driveway and put all those together last weekend. So that was pretty good. And we we actually had an anon- anonymous donor for all of the materials. So that was great. I'm not sure who oh, that was. So, somebody knows who it was, but I don't. But if they're listening, thank you very much. That's awesome. So we didn't. It's not going to cost us anything for that. Excellent. And That's nice. uh, yeah, yeah. And and some of the guys that have signed up, they're a little bit nervous. So they want to do like a dry run uh, tomorrow. So I was going to pop out there tomorrow and just kind of just show them what, what we kind of be doing. So we're not, actually, I don't know if we'll actually do any stages or not, but just kind of give them an idea of what they're getting into. So, yeah. And, uh, that's really about it. Uh, I'll have my last exec meeting at the club tomorrow as well. So that's why we're going to kind of combine it. And, uh, yeah, we'll be Amanda and Jeff's turn to do these Sunday afternoon meetings. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, I've been looking at uh, 22 target rifles, and that's all. That's all Jay's yeah. fault. So I'm going to throw Jay under the bus. We have, we have to be elected first. Yeah. Well, I think you're. I think you're in. Nobody else was running. <laughs> Which one are you looking at, Josh? Um, well, we, uh, he actually sent me a link to a. He was looking at a CIL 190, and I thought that was kind of cool. We were, I was going to bid on it in the Switzer's auction, but it, it went up a little bit too high. Um, he had a nice. Uh, and shoots that he let it, Mike and I try out in his bush. And that was pretty cool. Um, 
So yeah, now I'm now I've kind of got the bug to look for something like that. Thanks, Jay. <laughs> Thanks, Jay. Jay. Jay's a Jay's a bad influence. Oh yeah, but is. a wonderful influence. He, he's All a bad influence for your wallet. He's a great influence for life. Yeah, right. Yes, <laughs> yes. What you What did you think about the uh, the target shooting in the bush there, Mike? I liked it. I I really did like it. Yeah. it uh, I still remember one of the more relaxing times I've ever gone to the range was when I went to go sight in Leela's twenty-two single shot twenty-two, and just sitting there and loading one round at a time, taking like taking your time because it takes so long to reload. It, it's just very relaxing compared to what I'm used to going to the range and being much more active. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I know. It's, I I agree with you, Mike. Because the last couple of weeks, that's I've just been just been taking my little twenty-two. But it's only got a five-shot magazine, so I couldn't do five. So that 100 rounds has lasted me a long time. Yeah. But it's nice when you just sit back and just plink, and like you said, just doing a repeater or not a semi or a single action or something, and it's it's, it's a lot more quieter and relaxing than having lots of rounds of 9mm or 10mm downrange. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, do, I do have a question, though. How are you going to pay for that? target rifle since the i was just we hoping, just paid our dues yeah well i was just i was yeah i don't know sell the mustang sell the mustang yeah right. <laughs> did you no. click did you click all the tabs on excel oh. there might be a whole hidden sheet you're not aware of oh, <laughs> oh of course of course well you guys led much more exciting lives than i did so, other than uh, taking along to the ICOR match with Jay, Josh, and Mike, I haven't done a single thing of shooting. It's been quite depressing, actually. Um, however, I might go tomorrow. I actually had my hopes up to do clays. However, we still haven't gotten my uh, shotgun over to Odell. Partially, uh, partially my fault. I did, I did call. Fault. You I did call. call, but I mean, I did think we could share your Beretta. Oh, really? We could. <laughs> <laughs> we can take turns, and we're always in the same heat together. Yeah. So, what does it matter? Yep. But I mean, uh-huh. <laughs> no sauce over there. But. I mean, it, it looks like it's not going to work out for us to go to... Too much club and turkey stuff tomorrow. Yeah, there's a lot going on tomorrow. So, which it is their last, um, like, clay, like, sporting clays uh, yeah. this weekend. And it goes to five stand. Then it goes to five stand, which I'm okay with. I'm, I'm all right with um, five stand. I really enjoy it. But they're having a big thing with wings and all that, and I'm all jealous. I'm listening on, or I'm reading the Discord messages and i'm all depressed because i want to go but I, I digress um the only thing i've really done is i made some notes because when i get onto the executive or the board of directors jeff positive thinking we're gonna get in uh i have some notes on what i'm up to the club what i think is working well what's not working well and my thing is starting to kind of hit the nail on the head for accountability and kind of move forward with some ideas and open communication. So I, I really want to drive that point across really early on. Uh, I feel like if you don't do it at the very beginning, it's not going to go through. 
at all. So I, I have, I'm really excited to be a part of it. I know Josh is like, I'm done with it. And I'm sure after a couple of years, I'll be done with it too. But um, like we keep saying, if you want to be able to make change in your club, you need to be involved. So here I am. I want to make that change. Just remember, it's like when you go to jail, you pick a fight with the biggest guy the first day. I and will. Get your street street and, then, and then you get I'm beaten told. to a pulp. Yep. <laughs> you learn your place real quick. That's what happens. Hopefully, hopefully I've got her to back me up. There you go. I'll back you up, boys. No, no worries. Um, I'll come visit you in jail. Thanks. Bring your file. So, yeah. yeah. I did a thing, though. I did book an RPAL course despite everything going on. There is one. You wait until now. Well, you well, restricted rifles. <laughs> no, I know. I, but the thing was, I thought if I want to participate, like those those competitions don't necessarily say I have to own the gun. If I have Josh with me participating in all that as long as i have something like accessible to me and someone is like yeah. whoever is owns the gun is there well, i just think it's a good idea too that having the guns in the house you also have the license right That's well really yeah so if there was any question um about if, if the, like the handguns are stored in the same cabinet as the shotguns you cannot have access unless you have a restricted firearms license. Well, and that's the thing is like that's I why yeah, I see lots of good reasons to have my RPL, and as much as the the ideas looking bleak about me being able to actually transfer one into my own name <laughs> right now, I have some hope that at least whatever we have maybe could transfer over at one point or another. Um, and I have hope that maybe I can go. That's probably the bone that they'll throw us. They'll say, well, okay, you can transfer guns between each other, but we're not bringing any more into the country. That, that's probably the one bone they'll throw us. Yeah. And so I have hope for that. So I said, you know what, let's just bite the bullet and get it done. But man, oh man, was it ever a pain in the ass to find a course. And I, I called several different locations and trying to book something and, Either they were two hours away. I finally got in one for in Elmer. Got a the person there, but I'm I'm in a bit of a pickle, boys. Can't find my pal license anywhere. And so obviously, yeah, I know. Probably with your pocket knife. Well, I found that. <laughs> I found it when I played the minivan before <laughs> we went on vacation. So what do I do? Do I? I know I need to to get a new card. I have to, you know, send something to RCMP, but. There's no way I'm gonna get a card in time before my course. So, do I? It'll be six my months before you number? get a replacement. Do you have your license number? License number. I do have my license number because the club has a copy of that. Okay. Right? So I contacted um, the the secretary. He provided me with my license number. Is so you have your license number and the, and the, and the expiry date. And the well, after thinking about that one. But It'll yeah, he'll probably have that too because it would have been on my application for the. It'll be the five club. years from when you got it, so. That and it'll expire cool. on your birthday. Oh, on my birthday, not like mm. when it was first issued. No, no, your birthday. On your birthday, five years from issuing 
on your birthday. All right. So do I bring that number to the, like, to my instructor then? Or he may, but he or she may just, may just accept the number. Just say, I have my, my restricted. It just, yeah. I just can't find it. But here's my license number and the, the yeah. expiry date. I'm just waiting for the new one. And they'll, they'll still do it because you still have to send in the paperwork anyway. Yeah. Once you finish the course. So. Yeah. Just do a so paying customer. I just, I, I feel like I don't want to ask for a new card if I'm going to be applying for the actual light RPAL certificate. Like, I, it, I'm not buying anything right now. Yeah, yeah And anything that needs to be bought, Josh can buy. Oh, I can. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, Josh. You're you have permission now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Whatever. going to get your first license with an... That's not exactly what she said. I oh, heard oh, her differently. Oh, okay. <laughs> Right? Thanks, she, she experienced it differently than I did. Oh, <laughs> Lord. oh my God. I, I can't, guys. I can't. I can't. I'm not touching that one. No, no, no. Oh. no. Jeff, you got anything? Nothing. I'm oh, out. Okay. That's all I got to say. I don't know. So I'm hoping I, I should probably just message him and just say, is this okay? Because if he's gonna, I'm not gonna pay $190 for a course that he's not gonna accept me and my my number, or if I tell him like honestly, I have no idea where it was, and I have like, I guess the last time I would have used it was when we bought the the shotgun, I suppose. At which store? You bought, and after. Please don't change. What store did you buy it from? Because it's yeah. kind of uncommon for people to leave the licenses it online, in the store. Actually. Well, I bought oh. it online, so I would have pulled it out while we were in. Yeah, but you just put your number into the. You put your number in, <laughs> but I would have pulled it out. And then, or was it when I went to the lady shoot with Wanda? Oh, I bet it's in Wanda's purse. I bet. <laughs> when I went to Rage 519. Because they were like, oh, can I have some ID? And I specifically pulled out my my how license for that and i'm like this is this is good right and they're like you don't need that wanda, here. wanda like, probably not? hasn't used her pal since either yeah. <laughs> Jeez, i don't know i don't know i probably stuck it in some jean pocket knowing me i don't know i'll have to sort it's that out laundry somewhere probably. don't feel bad i cannot find the keys to my ammo cabinet I have a lot of ammo that I keep in knapsacks going to and from the range, but my main, where all my shotgun shells and probably about a thousand nine millimeter rounds, I can't find the keys. I'll, I'll come over and help you with that problem. I'll, just, I'll take it with me and then I'll drill the lock out and send you yeah. back an empty cap. Oh, how kind yeah, you'd, you'd have to un- unbolt it from the basement. It's pretty it's bolted and secured to the wall. <laughs> and probably pretty heavy. Yeah. I've got a. I, I saw them. As, I better put them so I, I know. Well, I'll find them next time. So they're around the house someplace. Cause I know they're in the house. It's just a matter of where in the house. Well, if if I apply for the replacement card, has anyone had experience where they lost theirs? Like, how long would it take to get a replacement? No, none of us have actually done that, Amanda. <laughs> I oughta wipe that smirk off your face, Jeff. All right, gentlemen. Let's move on to our main topic of the evening which is basically 
uh, all about Mike. Ha ha ha. No, I'm joking. So it is a lot about Mike. So Mike's <laughs> Mike dishes. Uh, I core extravaganza. At the- it's it's the red beard Mike. That's what that's what does it to her, right? <laughs> Well, um, so for our listeners, you might have, have gotten a couple Easter eggs in there. Uh, so we were invited to an I-Corps master class with the one and only I-Corps champion, Mike. First of all, I am, I, I am not master I class. As much as I want to be master class, I am not master class. I'm only a class. <laughs> Your master class in our eyes, Mike. <laughs> Thanks. We, we tried to get Jay on here because Jay was so wonderful to invite us um, to his home and to his I house. see that glow, Jeff. Oh, hey now. <laughs> Behave, gentlemen. Uh, no no taunting, Jeff, with your, with your toxic habit over there. Anyway, so Jay was wonderful. He invited us all up. Uh, we got to stay in his home. We got to go to his club. We did a one-day class where we learned a little bit more about what to expect with i And then we did a session, like uh, an actual match the second day. So we're going to talk a little bit more about that. So so what did you go over? What did you go over, Mike? What did I go over? What did, uh, what did, you, what did you tell us <laughs> on, your, on, your day, on your first day? What the the first day that I saw you guys? Oh yeah, I have no plan yeah. for tomorrow. I lost my dry fire routine. <laughs> I got a new phone, and I was like, I'm just gonna go through yeah. my dry fire routine. That that covered everything you need to like know how to be able to shoot a match. And I'm and I'm driving, and I'm like, oh, I got a new phone. When was the last time I dry fired? Oh, I really hope my dry fire stuff's on my phone. <laughs> no. <it's not. laughs> And, of course, I already deleted no. the app off my old phone, so it's not even on there. So, yeah, I, I had no idea what we were doing. Driving for hours that day, and so were we. We were rushing to get up there yeah. so that we could at least enjoy the evening and kind of have come up with a game plan for for the weekend. Mostly you, but we were we would be happy to follow suit if you can. So, yeah. Well, you know what? Josh decided to take the lead on this one and just ask a, a couple key point questions. So we'll just kind of go through it that way. And if anybody wants to throw little key points in, we'll go from there. So what equipment did we use, Mike? Um, so you both use 627 V comps, sorry, Smith & Wesson, Smith, Smith & Wesson 627 V comps. Um, Josh used my main competition gun and Amanda used my backup. Uh, I think you've I think you've ruined me for all future revolvers because that was an awesome setup. <laughs> well, I mean, what's the point of half? How do I say this politely? Half bumming it. Um, yeah, yeah, you got to go all the way, right? It's all or nothing. So <laughs> you had you had the main gun, you had the main ammo, the shortened ammo, because we did try running some of the other ammo that Amanda was using, but. Uh, with the hammer somebody with, had a dirty gun yeah well yeah it's a dirty gun that's for, that's, that's the real reason why it wouldn't run it was a dirty gun um, <laughs> because they're all the, all those rounds were actual 38 special length whereas yours were cut down and i just haven't cleaned out the cylinder and so long that the short ones will build up carbon and stuff just in front of it in the cylinder to the point that you can't fit a third an actual 38 special case in there so 
yeah so you ran you ran all that you had the race holster with the belt um and then amanda had i'm trying to remember how did we do it oh yeah we get you had the what holster did you have i had sarah's yeah that's right you had sarah's holster because her holster also fits the 627 as well and you had the backup so gun. The, yep the best part though was as he's trying to strap me up he realized Amanda's left-handed <laughs> uh-oh so we're trying to jimmy rig the the whole holster situation <laughs> and and like oh maybe if we like tape <laughs> i don't know we had a couple ideas and i'm just like you know what just keep it to the right i'm gonna have to either do low ready or i will pull with my right hand and then reposition with my left like i was willing to deal with that it was a really nice setup overall though i really loved the uh, moon clip holders on there that that was pretty wicked with the magnetics yeah. Mine were magnetic. Yours were. It just kind of slipped on. Yeah. Yours just slipped down, and then you had your your. Three um, D printer. Three D printer yeah. uh, moon clips. So that was pretty cool. They worked pretty well. Um, yeah. <laughs> so you know, um, you kind of used us as demos for the setup and why you liked. You basically you ran the whole situation. Talked about your equipment. Talked about what guns you liked best for each situation uh you used a demonstration of why you like it this way mm -hmm. and just some key concepts on um you know accuracy is important but speed is more important than accuracy so like don't be getting too finagly about you know if you're not hitting that center yeah like the alpha spot too much and then i mean it was really everyone was really attentive and listening and you know uh, there was one gentleman i think who had some experience shooting in competition i think more idpa though if i wasn't mistaken i i don't am remember. i wrong i i don't know i idpa or ipsec one of the two yeah so i mean he had a, a few good points to to throw in as well but i mean i am that's and then from there i think we spent a good hour talking and then we're like okay let's get shooting so um, Mike talked a little bit more about um, the whole idea of like where to focus your shots and get a good feel for your gun first, and then uh, he just took us like through his dry fire situation. A am I missing anything for the day one? Was there uh, anything no, else? That, that was essentially it. Yeah, we just kind of worked on the basic okay, drills cool. that I figured we'd need. Yep. And you, yeah. you pinned us against each other the first day. We did the uh, the draw and fire competition. Yeah, I don't even yeah. know where that came from. I don't even know where where that came from. I was just like, yeah, sure, whatever. Let's just let's just roll with it. Yeah, just like who could what would well, they do? It, it was who could draw, think, take a shot, do a reload, and then take another shot before the other. I think one. because yeah. Jay was getting cocky because he was like hand loading. Yeah, he, well, his he was pocket. hand loading one round <laughs> oh, instead of other people who had to reload their whole gun. Yeah, yeah. Well, with one in his teeth. <laughs> yeah. He ended up losing so. though in the end. He lost, I think, in the final yeah, round. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. so Josh, what... what did you think of your setup? I was curious. Oh, no, like it, was, it was awesome. Setup. Like I, I had never used a, a race holster before, so it's just a much different draw, right? You just barely pick it up, and then it's just kind of swing it out instead of 
you know, the holster that up I have is fairly high, high on yeah. my belt and I've got to go way up, shrug, shrug way up and then push it forward. Right. Yeah. yeah. So it was just a much different, more fluid draw. And it was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely liked that feature as well, but the, um, I didn't, I didn't get to try, I would have liked to have tried some speed loaders just to, to try it. Yeah, but I could definitely see how moon clips are far superior because they're just there, ready oh, to go yeah. on your belt. And and there was one guy, and you you said it was going to happen, or somebody said it was going to happen, and he he picks it up and it just explodes and the the rounds go everywhere. Yeah, oh, it, good lord. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yes. they're they're definitely not as as good, but I still would have liked to have tried it. Yeah. But obviously, <laughs> moon clips are much 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 faster. Well, next time we get together, so, are you going to make sure to bring it? Or our uh, Ruger Wranglers. Yeah, no, there's no Wranglers. No Wranglers. <laughs> now, what... Um, I would just have to have spare cylinders, I think, with me. <laughs> now, Josh had the gun with the big butt. Yeah, the grip was pretty awesome, Would you like? Too. Would yeah. you say you like big butts? I, I can't... I, I, I can't lie about it, so... No. <laughs> so, uh, I had the... But it was... It, cilagro, the, like, it was more like a, um, a weird finger grip. Oh yeah. Situation, it, it and I thought grip. I would really like that, but in the end, it um like the square about butt. The equipment. Pardon? Was it a square butt? Mine? No. No, it didn't no, have finger grooves. The revolver. Pretty round. No, because there's a round butt and there's a square butt in the Smith and Wessons. No, it's round, but it had the well, ask, finger ask grips. Ask Mike. Yeah, Mike would know. <laughs> yeah. Had finger grooves. Yeah, it yeah. Had finger grooves. Yeah. Um. And I, I think that's why I liked the one that I was using because the the big butt kind of kept you locked in and there was no finger grooves in the way you yeah. put your fingers where you want. Right? It was all smooth. And I thought I liked the finger grips, but as Mike was coaching and taking me through, we come to the conclusion that my grip, I was losing my grip and it had a lot to do with my smaller hands. And he said, eventually on the second day, I did try the big butt gun and I did like that a lot better. <laughs> But I was stubborn and I didn't want to switch guns as I was training with the one because I was like, if I'm going to have the best shot, I got to stick with the one that I've been training with the whole weekend. <clears throat> so other than that, um, I really enjoyed the whole setup. I love the magnetic moon clip um, holders up in the front. I felt pretty badass. I got to <laughs> With everything all strapped up, ready to go, I felt pretty cool. Like, that was that was one thing I did find very different. Uh, the revolver setup, like everything, was so big and sticking off my belt. <laughs> it felt strange. Yeah, yeah, but it was. I got used to it pretty easily, and but it was heavy. Yeah. Heavy. Everything was very heavy. So heavy. <laughs> Need suspenders, but tactical suspenders. I loved the fact that I was wearing Sarah's because it was more set up for a lady. In my opinion, I felt just the, the way everything was positioned. I felt like it, it was a good fit for me as it would have been for her. Mm-hmm. You know, she's maybe shorter than me, but like her whole setup is like because she's got she's got hips like. Yeah. Like I do. Yeah. I was going to say so you, you, you it, have it, curves it, in the same places. Yes. Curves <laughs> in the same place. That's a polite way of saying that. I really did that. Uh, um, that's funny. But I, I really enjoyed shooting revolver, though. It was a lot of fun. And I liked the... the... <laughs> Why are you laughing so much at that? 
I'm moving on, guys. I gotta Come stop. On. Looking, I gotta stop looking at Thomas. Oh. I'm looking at Jeff. He's grinning like crazy. <laughs> I'm loving this. Get out of the gutter, boys. Come on now. Good lord. Okay. Um, you know, Mike, from a instructor perspective, how did you feel everybody else's equipment was? Was everyone on par? Uh, I know we had a couple speed loaders, and I know that I saw the speed loaders versus the lips, but everyone else, was there anything that you were like, I wouldn't have chosen this, Jay. and this is why? Well, he did it just to piss Mike off. So. <laughs> yeah, there, there's some guys there. So I've, I've done the course there a few times, and I've met a bunch of these guys, and they're the kind of people who, and there's nothing wrong with it, it's just they don't have the same competitive mindset I do. And the gear they have is the gear they're going to bring. And, like, they might like looking and, like, hearing about the gear I have, but they have no intention of ever going out and buying the high-end race gear because they're not really going to be racing, which is perfectly fine. Um, but, I mean, it also made it's it... a lot of money. Yeah, and, but it also yeah. made it real quick and easy to identify who are the people who want to do competitive shooting because they were the yeah. guys who had, like, full rigs, they were the guys who had their own eight-shot revolvers. You know, a lot of people still like have six-shot revolvers because that's the classic, and that's fine, right? Most people who buy eight shots are going to be competitive type people. So, yeah, mine's only seven shot. Yeah, <laughs> one shot short. <laughs> I've always been one shot short, yeah. but that's another story. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, besides that, like everyone else's gear was like what you would expect going there. It's a mixed match of people with speed loaders. Some people are out of pouches. Some people have uh, moon clips and they're using them, you know, either out of it's a, a real or... mixed bag of, yeah, mixed bag of uh, reloads as well. Oh yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sorry about that, Amanda. <laughs> it's okay. Well, I didn't think it was hurt. Well that, yeah, there was that. I was talking more about the, the oh, bang, bang, puff, bang. <laughs> that was, Oh, that was just frightening because you never knew what the next round was. It could just as easily be a 357 or it could have been a 38. You never knew. Oh. It was intense. Yes. Yeah, Mike also had inherited some some reloaded ammo from someone else and he hadn't tested it yet, so I was the dummy for it. Because <laughs> it wouldn't work in Josh's gun for whatever reason, but we also had um, there was was it the trigger pull in in your backup gun? I I needed to give it a good workout. Oh um, yeah, so that that I think a lot of that was just from it being a new gun and haven't really yeah. been used a lot. Yeah, so I broke it in for you. <laughs> I was gonna say thank you for breaking in my backup gun for me. <laughs> Yeah. So I mean, but, but then, but then Mike learned about testing your gear as well. Cause your <laughs> your gun. That was the first time you shot it. Yeah, that was the six ten. That was the first time I finally was like, you know what? I always bring my six ten. I'm like, I'm gonna shoot it after the match or after the practice, and I'm always like, ah, oh, I'm just tired. I just want to go home. So this was the first time that I actually had a chance to shoot it. And what was it? Click, 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 click. Oh, that's not gonna work. Try another move. Click, 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 click. Yep. Okay, this isn't gonna work. <laughs> So he's back at the bench adjusting his, uh, yeah. his spring. Well, yeah, back at back at Jay's place, I took it apart, and I realized that I'm going to have to assume that the guy who sold it to me must have like completely disassembled it before he sent it to me. And when he went to put it back together, he didn't actually put 
the hammer screw back in. Like it was there, but it wasn't actually putting any pressure on the hammer spring. So yeah, that's why the trigger felt so nice because there was no pressure on it. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I went click. Yeah, that's also part of the reason why I went online and bought that Apex hammer kit for that gun because I was like, ah, I better just upgrade it all and be done with it. So, yeah. <laughs> and then something else that was fun the first day uh, I got to shoot my first Texas Star. That was kind of cool. Yeah. Same here. Yeah. That was a bad air hurt. Amanda kicked my butt on it. Uh, yeah. She won. <laughs> yeah. So all these, these, we're discussing that today. She's much better at the moving target sports than I am. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Seems yeah, to yeah be. doesn't she? Hey, yeah, she kicks yeah. her off. That's key all the time. Andrew, right. do you have your hunting license? Do you want to come start the season with us? I would love to. I'm, I'm going to do the bird calls, if that's cool. I don't have my hunting license, but I, I've decided I'm going to do the bird calls. Well, so. Sounds like you might be the better choice than the blind. Yeah, maybe. But we won't say anything right now. She might sit still longer than Chelsea, but... <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's gonna be, that'll be a little more difficult. I, I could see myself getting frustrated and cold, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. But when the time comes, when when the shot counts, maybe, yeah. maybe. Yeah. So, uh, so, so you know what, Mike? I going back to the course. I think you, considering you literally pulled it out of your butt, you did pretty he's, good. He's done it a couple of times. Well, yeah, he's done exactly. It before. <laughs> oh no, he's done it before. But I thought overall the course went really well. Um, um, like just. I, I have to say for myself, I really liked getting the practice and the realizing of like just the the dry firing concept of, you know, here you load, you fire, you reload, you fire, you reholster and kind of doing that pattern of consistency. So that was great. But I was getting really PO'd at myself because one shot or one session, let's just say, I'm sitting there going, yeah, I'm, I'm getting the target really good. And the next time I'm, I'm like, oh, no, I'm not even hitting near where I'm trying to aim. And I was so mad at myself. And then I'm de- I was getting distracted by the other people beside me. And I, it's pretty clear that I do not work well that way. One-on-one, Mike said I listened really well. And when I made the changes, I did better. But I was still getting mad at myself for not doing it. I felt like I should have been doing better and I got PO'd at myself but then that Texas star kind of made my day (laughs) because Josh did it in 37 seconds and I did it in 22. She even remembers how many seconds. (laughs) (laughs) I was waiting to hear for the rest of her life Josh for the rest of her life. For some people, the Texas star and some of the pieces fell off, like a second one would fall off. That didn't happen with me so when I hit them, I actually hit them and they fell whereas like other people and it, I noticed when someone got an extra one off because they hit and like it shook off and the second one fell off, um, they ended up taking a lot longer because the whole Swinging momentum, yeah, yeah, the momentum changed. But you went and did the Texas Star before me, and I thought you did quite well considering it was well, really cool. never shot anything like that. Probably longer that Josh has done. Pardon? <laughs> Oh, you smart Alec, you. Troublemaker over there. You you did not run out of yeah, ammo yeah, on yeah. a Texas Star, Josh. Like, 
No. There are people who run right. out of ammo, right? There were people who gave right. up. How many people did? That yeah. was, but you, yeah. I did. I think I did have a reload. I had a reload though. Oh, did like I, I, I had they, a reload. Did they have like, clay pigeons on them, or no? They were steel, it but it, it's it's like a okay. it's a homemade Steals. Texas star. Okay. So there's uh, yeah. yeah. There were some issues yeah. with like if you would hit the stop one, the top one. Sometimes when it would fall, it would hit another one and it would fall off. There were also issues oh. with like inconsistent. I would almost say it seemed like inconsistent in how strong it was being held on. So like some some steel, yeah. like you could hit them once and they would fall off super easily. Another one, you had to hit them like three times in the center. Before there was they would one guy off. who hit it uh. several times, and it was very clear he hit it and it wasn't coming off. And he was the only one. But other people, they would hit one, and then a secondary plate would come off at the same time. But it made up for it simply because it took them forever, not forever, but like a longer period of time to shoot off the rest of them because of the momentum. Yeah. But like I had one of those perfect runs where all the steel plates came off when they were supposed to. I was I was so happy with that. I thought to myself, damn, I'm going to do really well tomorrow. (laughs) And I did not do so. But that's okay. (laughs) All right, Josh. So, what did you like and not like about the course? About the course? Yes, that's what you broke. I liked. I I liked it. I didn't write those. Yes, you did. Matter. No, it, I did. What do you think of the course? <laughs> what did you like? What did you not like? It doesn't matter. I didn't write it, but I'll still answer it. <laughs> um, I I don't think there was anything that I that I didn't like. Um, you know, it was it was uh, a good mix of 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 instruction and also application getting out there and doing it um yeah we didn't uh we didn't spend any any we didn't exhaust anything too far where i where i got bored right we just kept it moving we kept changing it up that was good we added in those little competitions as well and that kept it exciting so Um, all right well then what were you most what did you find most challenging maybe not what you didn't like but what what did you find oh reloading was was really tough for me um just getting every like just getting the the hand movements just to uh to open the cylinder and to dump it and then to get the new one in there quickly and and i was very fumbly with all that it was the opposite for me because once mike showed me what left-handers do i actually found it to be the most opportune because i would stick my my right thumb in the open part of the, the chamber that I throw the gun down and like like pu- like push out the old moon clip, flip it down, put in the moon the moon clip in, and I was able to clip it in, but still get my grip with my left hand first, so I was ready to go for the next bit. So I felt like I was doing that in a very speedy, like, considering for me it was pretty speedy, and I was just like, yeah, this is this is the part that I thought nice. I would struggle the most with, but it was the one. The one point where I'm like, yeah, I, I got this. I was no, really I get, excited. Right. I understand, Amanda. And yeah, I you can, do? I'm, I'm thinking through what you were doing as a left-handed person, and I get it. Yes, because when when the, the revolver chamber comes out, it's off to the, the left, right? <coughs> so the fact under. that I'm able to do this and still work with my left hand, and, and that's where I have my yeah. better hand-eye coordination... So to like pop it down and then push it in and then kind of get myself resituated, that was fantastic. Whereas I could see how 
right-handers would have a hard time and I wouldn't want the revolver chamber to come out the other side because I'd be really mad at that. Cylinder. Yeah, no, well, I, I thought that was really cool. I found I saved a few seconds by just like flicking the cylinder closed. <laughs> Remember, so Josh, I know where you live. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna no, come over when you get your, that your is new. What you don't do when you get your new revolver. I'm gonna sneak over and just sit there. <laughs> <laughs> like it in and out, in and out, in and out. Yeah. I know guys that will slack you for doing that. Oh, I know. <laughs> Mike, Mike made it very clear. He's like, don't do that. Yeah, it looks cool, but let me tell you something. You're you do not pay do, for you do, do not, not do, do that. that. <laughs> very, yeah, you can bend the crane. Yeah. Spoke to each of us. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, so, um, Mike, how did you feel match day went? Uh, match day went well. Um, once again, went pretty well for pulling it out of my butt. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, it went pretty well. It's the only, yeah. The great thing about Jay's club is that they have so many bunkers, so they have so much steel. The problem with Jay's club yeah. is that they have so many bunkers, <laughs> so you can't put any targets anywhere. Yeah. Um. So like that that was a bit of a challenge with trying to set up a match where like I didn't want to be shooting into the side of their bunkers and destroying everything, but I didn't want the entire match to just be like standing and shooting directly in front of you the whole time, and like, you know, I, I wanted to make it a little bit more movement, a little bit more dynamic, um, and I think we achieved that with the stages that we did end up running. Um, you got a little bit of a taste of having to do like a go through a go through a stage with walls you know where you're going through like a build uh, idpa would call it a building um you know so you got a little bit of that we got like a good i-core stage with the three barrel where we we're running back and forth that was very i-core-esque so I, I liked having that in there and then it was good having the the classifier to give people an idea of like even if you don't care about what classification you would have, just to give you an idea of, I don't want to say how hard it is, but to give you a realistic <clears throat> idea of what competition shooting can be. Yeah, I agree. you told you told me where I where I was, and I was like, okay, is there anything lower? No. <laughs> <laughs> to make you feel better, I think there was only like one person besides myself who I think might have gotten like a class higher than that. Really? <laughs> yeah. So don't feel bad, right? Like it's not. It no. Yeah. So. No. But that, that's okay. So, uh, Josh, how did you like the match? I uh, thought it was great. I, I that was the thing about that club too is that I I didn't have any any jitters really. I kind of did before we got there the first day before the class, but then I got there and started shooting with everybody and. And, uh, you know, I knew what to expect from the from the day before. Had lots of handling, so that was great. And uh, other than just being a little bit fumbly and slow with the reloads, like, I, I didn't feel uncomfortable with anything. That's just good. it felt yeah. good, yeah. Yeah, and you guys... Stages were well set up. I didn't love I didn't love the one that we were running side to side on the barrels. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't love that one. Was it because oh, you were running or because of the... Yeah, I, I just felt a little <laughs> slow between the, between the two and... When you when you did when you shot it, it was hilarious because you almost overran the barrel. <laughs> I don't think I almost overran it. I'm pretty sure I <laughs> well, overran it. Yeah. <laughs> but, but if you ever go shoot matches with me, you'll find that I have that a tendency to overrun things. 
Like I yeah. still remember I went and I shot a stage at and a previous IDP for Ventrals and I was shooting with someone who was really good. And he said, like, oh, what was your time? Like, and we were comparing. And he's like, Your raw time was something like five seconds faster than his, but my final time was a second slower just because he could yeah. shoot so much accurate. And he's like, You're overrunning yourself so hard that you're not getting into a good shooting position and you're wasting more yeah. time getting back into your shooting position than if you just went a little slower. So yeah. Yeah, and I, I think I took from from the day before too about your your point about trying to mix the speed and the accuracy. Like I, I'm always so hung up on trying to really aim and be careful and go slow, but you know it's really a pretty big target, and we weren't very far away. Yeah, I think the only one that was challenging was I, I don't know how many yards we were at, but we were trying to hit the one steel plate on the first stage. Yeah, and oh, that one took. Oh, that was awful. Twenty, 20 yards, twenty-five yes. yards. 20. I was gonna say fifteen, twenty, but I don't. Yeah, yeah I think it was like twenty yards. Maybe. I, I yeah. think it was twenty-five yards. No, I don't think it was twenty-five. I think but... it was twenty-five. <clears throat> Anyways, it was a small target. That was the only one that was challenging. The rest was like, you know, five, ten yards in front of me, right? So yeah. that wasn't a big deal. Well, I want, I want to make it easy, right? I don't want, I didn't want people to get too frustrated at it. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. Mm-hmm. I personally thought I I went in so the first day I was a little nervous but once I did the Texas Star I had a whole, <laughs> yeah yeah we know you won you got a crap load of confidence <laughs> thinking that I was going to do well at this and then um, I think the one thing that disappointed me was that we didn't have the same amount of people from the first day on the second <clears throat> yeah there were some good shooters that we lost and there lost was, out on I and think. there was a lady another lady shooter and I was yeah. really looking forward because I think her and I were pretty close to the same level so I was very curious to kind of like have someone of equal competition on the female side but because that didn't happen it literally <clears throat> went from like almost 20 people to Seven, I think it was, wasn't it? Seven. I don't remember exactly. Something the like exact that. Number. No. And anyway, so I was just like, okay. And then I get through the first run, and like this, the side targets, I I did really well on, and then that that one just drove me nuts, <laughs> and I I got shook up right after that, and I was I was so mad at myself. And I, I know, I, I know. Think I hit Mike, it on my second shot, actually. Mike was just saying, "It's okay, you're doing good. It's okay, you're doing good." And I was just like, "No, I'm not." <laughs> 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 and I knew I wasn't doing bad. My ultimate goal before I went there was that I wasn't going to be last. <laughs> and I did achieve that goal. I wasn't last, but I was pretty damn close to last. So. I beat my goal, but I was still mad at myself because I thought, I think, after the first day that I could do better. And I let <laughs> myself get too far ahead of the game. And, I, you know, I enjoyed myself. It was really fun going through the the different stages. I will say the barrel running made me nervous just because I was like, oh, crap, I'm going to end up pointing it the wrong way and swinging at someone. I was so worried I was going to do that. I don't think you did. No, I was going to say, I'm pretty sure you were super safe. I didn't do that, but I'm just saying that I was trying to be safe, Mm -hmm. but I think I also let it get out of, like, it it messed with my head. Now, the important question, did you beat Josh? No, I did not. Josh beat Ah. me. So, that's the only time I can brag is with the Texas Star, because Josh beat me. So. At least um, he beat you at something for a change. 
Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, but I, I did enjoy overall, and I could see how, you know, some people were, were slower, but their accuracy was amazing. And then I could see someone who was like a, a nice blend of in between. So like the, there were different ages and stages and you could, it, it was anyone's game. And that's kind of what I liked about it was that, you know, sure, you wanted speed and accuracy, but some people had one more than the other. Mm-hmm. And it was really cool to see how that, I, that worked out to their favor. I thought I would have more trouble with the double action, but I, I don't know. What's the trigger weight on that uh, I don't know exactly, but probably about seven pounds. Yeah, yeah. Was it was as, as difficult as I thought? Mm-hmm. Uh, Thomas, Mike, and or sorry, Thomas and uh, Jeff, have you ever shot Icor before? No. No. And what about you? I have not. You have not. Okay. I was just no, curious. I did. I did actually like a few times with my revolver. Okay. Very cool. So any kind of competition, just not necessarily Icor. No, no I-Core. No I-Core, okay. Well, that's revolver-specific, isn't it, Mike? I-Core is revolver-specific, yeah. 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 But okay. often, if I, if I go to a match, most of the time, I'd be the only person, or there might be one other person there shooting revolver at Ipsic matches. Now, that's probably changed nowadays, but... Uh. Yeah, I see that. Well, then, my question is, if you have shot any kind of competition, um and this will pertain more to our experience, um, how do you like the pressure of competition? So, Thomas, in general, how do you like it? Um, the only thing I hate is being the first shooter. I, I, I just, I, that, that's when I fall apart. If I'm the first one, I fall apart. I like yeah. to sit back, watch a couple of people go first. Yeah. So that, that, that's my weak, my weak point. Because I get incredibly nervous, so if I'm the first one running, I just, you know, everybody's watching, and yeah, just for some reason, that's my my logical problem. No, I gotcha. <laughs> Jeff, have you you've done rifle competitions though? I've done rifle competitions, and um, <clears throat> yeah, I, you know, I like them. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> you don't really look like you like them. Uh, no, I just I I'm a hunter. I, you know, I I don't like doing stage things. I I find that instinctive shooting is a is, is I'm built for. Not you know, uh, if I can knock down a deer. Uh, you know, on a snapshot, that's that's what I want to do. I don't want to see who's closest to the X-ring. I want to, you know, I'm not worried about. I'm worried about if I can make a legal, ethical kill <clears throat> with one shot mm-hmm. on the fly. That's what I want to do. Fair enough. Do I, that's 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 not uncommon. That really isn't because every do I, most do of the I staff of my store that I can get the closest to the ten ring. You know, if if I spend time, but I don't do well when I'm when I'm sitting there and and being, you know, forced <laughs> to hit a very tiny dot. 
uh, and taking more time. I I understand. Yeah. It's a good point, though, because it's a whole different type of pressure, right? And it's it's making sure that you pull the trigger at the right time. It's the waiting game. It's the patience game. It's the... It is an accuracy game. But not everybody who owns firearms is a target shooter. Yeah. Um, I, I would say in in my work environment, I would say maybe 20% of everybody that comes in that store are actually target shooters. Yeah. Most of it is hunters. Yeah. And the, the owner and his kids, they all hunt. I don't think, except when we've had an event with for staff, I've never seen them in the range. They don't target shoot. They'll, they'll, they'll go sight in their bows or they'll sight in their rifles for a season and that's it. That's all they'll do. Mm-hmm. And oh, they can Mike. shoot whatever they want. So Mike likes the pressure of competition. Well, obviously. Of course. That's what, you do what you do. That's what makes the world go around. What do you, what do you think is... <laughs> yes. <laughs> but what is it that you... Um, that, is it more the triumphant part of it or do you actually like being put under pressure? <laughs> you feel like that that drives your performance well i i think it's a good measure of skill um to be put under pressure um i'm not saying it's the same for everybody but for me i find that it's it's a good measure of skill it's a good measure of what you can actually do repeatedly over and over again with someone essentially you know they're judging you um So I, I like I like the I like the pressure of of competition. It's what drives me to get better too. Because if there's no competition, it's, then, it's fine. then why get then why get better, right? I just need to be good enough. Yes. Yeah. So what did you two Fair. think about comp like Amanda, have you shot competition before? Or you've done like that trap shooting, my... but I've done I've done the five stand, which is technically competition in the sense of whoever gets the higher points. Wins. You went to a rifle shoot in Guelph. I did go to a partisan rifle shoot. Oh yeah. Um, I think me being a new shooter hinders me quite a bit because I'm I'm constantly fearing that I'm going to make a mistake. Or I'm not good enough, and I get in my own head. But the more that I am participating, the more I, it's not about everyone else now, it's about me. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where I really enjoy the pressure of competition because I'm sitting there going, I'm not some little, little uh, newbie green girl who doesn't know what she's doing anymore. I know how to handle a firearm. <laughs> I can take instruction and I don't, I'm not fearing what everybody else is thinking of me it's more of what i think of myself and it i have to get out of my head i'm aware of that but i do enjoy doing it like i've had a lot of fun shooting icor i will definitely do it again and i want to be better it's not like i turned around and went nope never gonna do this again this was horrible that wasn't the experience at all i absolutely loved it i love having friendly competition especially (laughs) with my 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 partner and like we keep teasing him about is that there are some things that he's better at and he's always been an excellent pistol shooter in my mind and he has a really good grasp that he could take it to the next level if he had the time and the practice and doing the dry firing i know he could do dry really firing. Really, 
Dry firing? <laughs> yes, dry firing. I think yeah. they call it COVID firing now. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> but um, for me, and then, of course, with me with the rifle, or the, sorry, not rifle, but shotgun shooting, like, I have a natural knack to it. But that's not going to hinder me from doing um, handgun <clears throat> or revolver again, because I want to be able to be good at all of it. So... You know, I do enjoy the the pressure of it, but I think Josh was right in the sense of we were in a really good environment of it wasn't overly competitive, and and but there was enough. Um, no, we were all competitive we were all nature. pretty much at the same level. <laughs> yeah, we were all pretty much at the same level, and like I said, it was in a a variety of different ways, but I thought we were all on the same level overall. So I thought it was fun. And I like my friendly competitions with Josh. So that's always good. And then seeing Mike in action was pretty awesome too. Yes, we got to see Mike in action. Yes, we got to see Mike in action. It was really cool to see. His gun not work. (laughs) (laughs) Click, 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 click. Click, 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 click. (laughs) As funny and hilarious as that was. But it was just, you handled it with such grace, too. It wasn't like you losing your mind over it going, God, I'm an embarrassment to myself. I'm trying to host a, a, a match here, and look at me. And I'm like, my gun's not working. Like, you didn't let it get into your head. You showed how cool Comp Collecting. You literally went back to the bench. You started trying to fix the problem and move along to the next thing, right? Yeah. Or you quick moved, and you... you you showed how cool, calm, and collected you were. So yeah. that was something that I really admired, and I wanted to be able to work on that. Yeah. That, that is something that I Josh? learned specifically through co- competition shooting. How yeah. How to like, control my exactly. emotions and things like that, yeah. Well, I could see how I, I – there were lots of times when I didn't participate. I was – when I went to watch Josh do his IDPA-style – shooting in wealth I was invited to shoot and I let myself say no because I was just not confident enough and there's a lot more people there too though yeah but the same environment like this like yeah like all those guys from Ragnarok are really wonderful in the sense of it was that same environment where they're encouraging and helpful and they would know where I'm at and that I would know how to how to take me to the next level right like and I shouldn't have let that hinder me and it was my own fault for letting that hinder me. There you go yeah. so my fault you know for next time I'll say right. no. well what about you Josh how did you do uh well I did all right I think for myself I you know I, I didn't do anything stupid, so that's my first goal. <laughs> don't get DQ'd. Don't yes. be unsafe. That's yeah, that's the big thing, right? <laughs> and uh, you know, Mike let Mike let me go. <laughs> so, um, no, I just uh, I didn't feel I didn't feel that that pressure really, and I think I was the first shooter maybe on first or second stage. I can't remember. And it was funny because because you're you're like talking to me. At, we had the ammo in the barrel. 
you said if I was uh, was I ready and I had my gun and I was going to load the ammo and you're like no put the ammo back on the barrel put the back back on the barrel back on the barrel <laughs> He's like, oh, oh yeah sorry. put your gun in the holster put your gun in the holster <laughs> gonna be ready for the stage to start yeah. but it's like you know that stuff happens because you get flustered a little bit and you just you want to go and you want to start shooting right so yeah. you gotta be careful and you gotta pay attention and yeah but uh i didn't feel those those normal jitters i felt pretty comfortable and and i just kind of went through because i i've done all the dumb things i think so like not all the dumb things but i mean aside from <laughs> and getting to you like, miss targets well you know yeah. like I've, I've missed targets i've ran past things i've you know missed targets completely and it's happened and it's like okay big deal so you just go on to the next one like it doesn't oh, we'll do it it happens yeah. i realize that now right i've seen enough people do the same thing now that, that when i was my first couple of shoots it was the end of the world right but now i don't mm-hmm. really care right now, obviously i want to do better i care in that regard but as far as looking silly i don't really care anymore because yeah. i know you that i know say the f word and keep running yeah, I know that I know how to be, how to be safe now, and and that's always the big thing when you go to do a new thing. Even when we started going to sporting clays and five stand, it's like I just don't want to look stupid or do something unsafe. But once yeah. you do it once and you see what everybody else does, you just emulate what they're doing, and you're all good. Well, even I like yeah. like where I feel I felt comfortable, I still ended up doing something stupid at the one sporting clays. Like I I wasn't too proud of that moment. Then, but yes, that was the main thing is don't get DQ'd by Mike. That was like the big one. <laughs> well, I'm glad I didn't have the DQ either of you two. That, that, that's a gift to both of us. Was it, were we close? <laughs> no, I don't think either of you were anywhere near being DQ'd. No. Did anybody get DQ'd? Uh, no, no one no got one DQ'd. Got... No, so it's good. It was a good match then. You yeah. should have, maybe. Uh, or on the verge, but uh, hey. Yeah. We're good. We're good. Yeah. No, everyone was pretty good, I think, for being safe. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, Josh, I see you have some extra points here. Oh no, I think we covered it all. It was oh, just, uh, yeah. Well, we're gonna we're gonna invite Jay and maybe Brian on, but those guys are a lot moose hunting right now, so. Yeah. I don't know if they're well, moose hunting. They're stuck at the hunt like, camp. They got. Uh, oh. Yeah. yeah. It could be deer. T- <laughs> Penny. They're drinking in the woods. Yeah. <laughs> J- yeah, so drinking in the woods. I think Jay does like all his hunting up at the hunt camp. So, I mean, he could be up there doing grouse right now. I don't know. I don't know what he likes. Grouse. Yes. Yeah. He talked a lot about grouse. But speaking of Jay, um, I think it's fun for everybody is that we're really, really grateful for letting him, you know, or letting us. Come into his home. His whole family was up. We let him have us over. (laughs) (laughs) For having us over. You know, we brought our camper. He let us plug it in. Like we, you know, ate his food, drank his booze. Like he was he was a really great host, him and his family. I really appreciated it. Um I think Josh and Mike can say the same thing. For sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. We we came pretty close to the competition breakfast. It was like a English muffin, yeah, an egg and bacon bits. That was you didn't get your donut. It was donut, a maple though. and no donut. Yeah, or French vanilla. Or, yeah, <laughs> that, that either. So it's okay. You're running the match. You weren't shooting. You weren't. Yeah. You weren't shooting at all. Yeah, but definitely appreciate Mike for being there as well because mm-hmm. obviously it wouldn't be you did an awesome job. Mike's extravaganza without Mike would so. would definitely recommend. Yes. Hire Mike for all your for your next birthday party. Yeah, totally. <laughs> for your next so, birthday party. 
Yeah. <laughs> and I will say that the guys at the Heronium were really awesome. Um, I'm going to give a special shout out to Riley, who did an amazing job. And he ended up getting yeah, he won, I think, super he? excited. Yes, yeah. number one, he was the winner. He showed <laughs> a lot of enthusiasm. And as far as and I'm he's, concerned, he's, he's strong heading the. He's the running a match coming up. Icor yeah. match. Yeah, excellent. In, yeah. for excellent. The club there. So. Yeah. Um, and that's why we do these kinds of events is to encourage people to do more and participate. And, you know, if it's not you, who's going to run it? So really cool to see that. And uh, yeah, he was an excellent shooter. I was really. Are you going to go there and shoot it, Mike? I think it's in sometime in November. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's just I would I would really it's... like to because I would really like to support them and their club. It's just that's a five hour drive like that's. Even two hours, well, even three, I could almost accept, especially if I had somewhere to stay. But like five hours, yeah. that's just a long time to spend in the car. Um, oh, sorry, where is this club? Kind of Tanguishing. It's oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Cool little club. Yeah. I really liked it. Yeah. But no, I, yeah, I, I, I thought it was a great weekend. Yeah, like you said, thank you to Jay. Wonderful time as always at his house and his family for uh, accommodating us. And I'm really glad that you guys got to come out too. I was uh, I was excited to lend you my equipment, even though how I feel I was unprepared. Um, it was uh, still great, and I really appreciated it. And you know what? There's no such thing as like a smooth run. Yeah. There's in my opinion, it's never going to be perfect, and especially since we were newbies using your stuff, I appreciate that you just even let us touch it. You know, I, I was more was, than was... happy to let you guys use my equipment. I was just happy that you guys were out there shooting it. You got the cool toys. Like I even enjoy the little things, like the the D Moon Clipper. Oh, the D Moon. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Yes, I love that thing. You start using those little I mean, tools, you're like, you're like, it's okay. It's, it's like these are optional, you, 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 but like they're not really optional. <laughs> it's like, no. yeah, a bike will get you to work, but do you really want to ride a bike in January? Like, yeah. Oh my goodness! At one point, Mike's like, "You don't have to do that. I'll just get the kids to do it." Oh. Like, no, <laughs> I'm enjoying this. I go back every couple loads and like restack myself and like de moon clip and then get it all set up and. Yeah. So do you have a single a single de moon clip? It's like a semicircle. And you gotta do each one individually, yeah. or do you have one of those machines where you just push it and the whole thing pops them all out? No, one at a time. Oh, you got to upgrade now, Mike. Yeah, there's, there's no machine where you put the whole thing and it pops them all off. So I've looked into those, and usually those, they're like a dual thing where, like, you twist it one way and it puts the round on, and you twist it the other way and it takes the round off. I've heard that taking oh, the I round off. that. Yeah, yeah. So I've heard that taking the round off works well, but I heard that putting the round on can be finicky. It can be very particular to, like, your ammo, like your brass, your moon clip. Like, it can be very particular, yeah. whereas the other stuff is very universal. So. I just be so using it to take it off. That's all. At the time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't de moon at the range anyways, right? I so I just take it home and do it at home anyway. So it's not really a concern <clears throat> to get it done quick at the range. But you know, yeah. Well, that's I, the beauty. You just you just pick up the whole moon clip, throw it in your bag, and you're done. Yeah, it's just easier that way. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna suggest that we do a new shooter Canada shoot. We just all get together and do something. We'll incorporate everybody's style of what they like. So we got to get a deer for Jeff. 
Come on, Bambi, come on out to the range. We promise we won't shoot you. (laughs) There's a lot behind this door right now. Well, that's pretty cool. We'll we'll have to try and incorporate a little bit of everything. So, Uh, so, do we have any events? I don't see anything here. We've all been slacking. I haven't done any stories. I haven't updated the events, so I apologize. Normally, I usually put stuff in there, and I haven't put any. I didn't see the show notes, so. Well, it's funny because we were going to. I didn't even think I was going to make the show, so I'm doing well. (laughs) Wonderful. Well, if if you do have any feedback, questions, or comments, you can uh, send them to host at newshootercanada.ca, our Facebook, Instagram. Or our comments section on our website at newshootercanada.ca. Don't be afraid to give us a like on Facebook or Instagram and leave a rating on iTunes. That'd be really cool. Closing comments. Guys, we got to get our butts in gear and do more regular shows. I know the public needs us. They need us. Oh, I, I got a plot on that one. Okay. Uh, so we will be continuing the shows and hopefully getting everybody on on a regular basis. So any shout outs though in the meantime, uh, let's go with Thomas. Any, any shout outs? Uh, shout out to my Nikki, my Nikki, my niece Nikki. I love you, Nikki. Bye, Nikki. Very good. Uh, Jeff? Um, Quick shout out to Ontario Gun Services. Um, they've come through a couple times for me. Um, first for sponsoring the or donating the ammo for Range Day at Milverton back in June uh, when I had that uh, event, and also for like 15 minutes they. they Got my scope mounted, bore sighted, and I would have to say it was probably about a buck a minute. I couldn't believe how little it cost and the the quality of work that they did. Also, uh, uh, we you know we talked about it last episode, I believe, but the congratulations. See, practice and dry firing pays off. Just saying. That's the champ. Very good. Mike, any shout-outs? Uh, I'm sure I'm going to miss some since it's been a while since I've been on. I'll make sure to give a shout-out to the one I know that deserves it the most, Sarah. Um, I did want to give He's a shout-out to Jay for uh, letting us crash at his place and feeding us and everything. It was... Uh... <laughs> it's... I think Sarah likes to refer to me going to Jade as going on my little ret- my yearly retreat. Um, <laughs> it's always a wonderful time. I always have a great time with Jay. Uh, you always get treated right there. Um, yeah, it's just fun. Um, and then I, his dog is amazing. Yeah, and- I I wanted a, a big dog right after that. He's got <laughs> the dog from Besley, and he's a a retired uh, police dog who never quite made it into the workforce because he was too like good excellent nose could find whatever it is he was looking 
for, but was too nice. Yeah. What what pets? And it was very clear because he was my big cuddle bug. Yeah. I loved him. Yeah. Loved him. Yeah. And I also oh. I just wanted to give a shout out to you too, to Amanda and Josh just for coming out to the Icor thing. It was great to see you guys come out. I'm glad you. Like, I'm glad it worked out that we managed to get everyone together and that I, like I said, I was so happy to just lend you my stuff and just share my, share my hobby with you guys. So I had tons of fun. I'm really glad that you guys came out. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Josh? Well, I'll throw it right back at you. <laughs> right back at you, buddy. Yeah. Shout out to Mike. Lending me all your stuff. Taking the time to show us what we're, what we're doing. That was awesome. It was a really great class. Um, and of course, Jay, as we've said already, and uh, and uh, Jeff for letting me hunt on his farm. Appreciate it. Anytime, bud. Yeah. Well, thank you, gentlemen, for keeping my life interesting and entertaining, and uh, keeping me on the ball with the sport that I love, but need a little extra fire under under my high knee to get going. And you know, when you guys entice me with your your conversations, whether you're working or out on the farm or doing competition, it, it really helps me get really excited about it. Because sometimes I could get in a bummer and I get caught up in life and it's really nice to hear other people do stuff or want to do stuff. So thank you all. Thank you. So it's been a slice, gentlemen. But until next time. Go ahead and shoot like a girl. Choose your caliber wisely. Left-handed people are in the perfect mind. <laughs> Keep your barrels pointed downrange and smoking. And time spent at the range and time spent with family. Good night, everyone. Good night. Good night. Well, I really like twenty-two now. Thanks for listening. We'd love to hear from you with any questions or feedback you may have, or if you just want to call shenanigans. You can contact us at host at newshootercanada.ca or through our Facebook page.